0: Welcome back to WGN Radio. This is White Sox Weekly, your home for White Sox baseball during the season and during the offseason, and something very special happened this past week for White Sox fans. One of the greatest White Sox of all time finally gets into the Hall of Fame. His number has been retired by the White Sox for a long time. That's number three. Harold Baines, welcome to White Sox Weekly on WGN, and congratulations. How does it feel to be going in to the Hall of Fame?
1: I wish I could tell you. I I really haven't sucked in yet, but, you know, I'm very very honored for this award. I heard you say, long time coming, but um, I don't try to look at it that way. I think if you're lucky enough to get in at all, it's it's very gratifying.
0: Well, I can imagine that it would be. It's just that there are so many Sox fans who hold you in such, you know, great esteem. You're, You're beloved by the White Sox, and I know that, You know, you were a Texas Ranger, you were an A, you were an Oriole, but um, everybody thinks of you as a White Sox. And how about the fact that Reinsdorf retired your number while you were still playing for another team? Isn't that kind of crazy?
1: It's very rare, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I was still getting over the trade, really. I think it happened a a month after they traded me. Texas came back in town, and they um, surprised me by retiring my number.
0: Did you think you were always going to be a White Sox? You said the trade surprised you. What were your emotions back then?
1: Um, that's when I realized it was a business, you know, more than a game.
0: You know, you um, I guess I was uh,
1: the best commodity they had, and I guess they were going through the route of rebuilding. So,
0: you know, it, it was time for me to go,
1: which they got two pretty good players back in the trade. So. Yeah, Sammy that's-
0: somebody. I don't remember his last name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wilson Alvarez had a pretty good career, too. Yes, he
0: did. He wore number 40 for the Pale Hose. We are visiting with one of the newest Hall of Famers, the great Harold Baines, spending some time with us on WGN Radio, White Sox Weekly. So, uh, Harold, Jerry Reinsdorf said that you might break the record for the shortest acceptance speech at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Wouldn't this be a great time for you to just open up and do about 20, 30 minutes? Uh, No, not really. I mean...
1: (laughs) Somebody has to be the first one.
0: Why not me? <laughs> what, what, what do you, you know, what do you think it's going to be like? I, I know, you know, I, I know that you were very close, um, you know, family man, and I know that there are some baseball people that you uh, hold near and dear to your heart that helped you out at the beginning and along the way. Who do you think are people that will pop into your head as you uh, step up to the mic there in Cooperstown?
1: It's hard to say, you know. I, uh, definitely family. I mean, you know, I started with La Russa. Uh First guy I have to really start with is Bill Beck. He uh, gave me the opportunity to play professional baseball, so that's where I should start. Okay. But I mean, that's the day. Uh, that's the day um, you want your um, family to take it all in because they have been along this journey with me the longest. So I, I, I want to celebrate them.
0: Now, there's a legendary story about Bill Veck that my dad told me, and I didn't believe him, and I've I've since looked it up on Wikipedia, and I want to get to the heart of the matter. Legend has it that Bill Veck is, is you know, uh, somewhere in Maryland one day, hanging out somewhere around Baltimore, and he almost gets hit by a baseball, and he figures that where the ball came from, it had to have been hit by a college kid or maybe like a high school senior but it was hit by a 12-year-old named Harold Baines. Is, is is this story true at all? I think
1: that story gets stressed further and further and further. <laughs> but he, 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 he did live in the area, so that that part is true. He could have came to one of my lowly games. You know, That part is probably true. But I can't say that I was hitting the ball as far as somebody in high school or college.
0: Well, what are your memories of Bill Vec? We think of him as, you know, a a great showman. We think of him as, you know, an innovator, you know, the exploding scoreboard. He had, you know, so many promotions going in the big leagues, but you knew him, uh, you know, so when you hear the name Bill Vec, what comes to mind?
1: Well, I I, I didn't really know him. I mean, he drafted me. He kind of stayed stayed away from me, you know, while I was playing, but uh, he had to be that way. He didn't, from what I understand, he didn't have all the the type of money that these owners have now. So he had to, you know, come up with some ideas to to keep his ball club afloat, which he he did with the scoreboard and the the midget and all that that type of stuff. But all I do is give him credit for giving me an opportunity to play special baseball.
0: And, you know, you you, you, uh, have done this throughout your career. You deflect the praise, but you were not just drafted. You were the first player taken overall in the 77 amateur draft. That must have been, you know, quite a, uh, it's got to be very, very exciting, uh, you know, and it's got to be a great confidence builder, but it's also got to be, you know, a a little bit, uh, you know, uh, humbling to realize that of everybody in the world, you're the very first guy that somebody wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, now that you look back on it, but at the time, I was so naive, you know, I didn't really have an agent or anything like that. I mean, I got a a local lawyer to represent me, but... um, It just goes back to um, just playing the game for what the game was, and I was in a position to be drafted, and I'm, I'm grateful for
0: that. Harold, you were one of the leaders of the 83 White Sox, and I know that if you guys had knocked off the Orioles that you would have taken care of the Phillies in the fall classic what are your memories of um, the way that that uh, that playoff weekend went down? I can still see Britt Burns, you know, firing that that shutout, uh, you know, into the tenth inning, and dibzinski getting caught off third. What do you think of when you think of how close you were to um, you know achieving something that most baseball players never get a shot to achieve?
1: Well, you can't really think about it because it didn't happen. I mean, we we, we had a great year. Well, we had a great second half, actually. Um, We just, um, overall in the playoffs, we really didn't hit the way we were capable of. So, I mean, all the games were close. Pitching was outstanding. Um, Yeah, we had one little base running mistake, but I can't blame it on that. But overall, we really didn't hit in the playoffs.
0: Uh, Well, speaking of hitting, you're, you're one of the greatest hitters in White Sox history, and you are going in as a DH. The Hall of Fame really doesn't love designated hitters. But I would think David Ortiz needs to go in. I, I would think that uh, Edgar Martinez uh, from Seattle will go in. Do you believe that your uh, being elected is going to help other DHs find their way to Cooperstown?
1: I don't think they really need my help. I mean, their number speaks for their, for their self. I think Edgar had 70% um, last year. He should easily get, you know, the 75% that he needs to to get in this year, hopefully. And and. There's no way that they c- they can keep Big uh, Cloppy out with numbers and is um, a consummate of taking the Red Sox to the um, three World Series.
0: Uh, we're visiting for a couple minutes longer with Harold Baines. Harold, of course, uh, now a member of Baseball's Hall of Fame. This is White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio. Last year, Brooks Boyer did it up right when Jim Tomey went into the Hall. You know they're going to have, maybe you've already been contacted, but they're going to have a Harold Baines Day this season. At Guaranteed Rate Field, um, th- that should be pretty cool. What would you, what would you like that to be? If you could, if you could like, you know, um, just you know, have any kind of moment there, what would you want most to happen when the Sox honor your selection into the HOF?
1: I don't need anything to be honest. I mean, they already honored me with a with a statue in the stadium. That's more than enough. You know, if they want to have a day of you know celebrating the fans, that's fine. But personally, for me, I'm I'm very humble with uh, the the statue that I have in my
0: field. Harold, when you you hear, you know, um, and it happens in every sport, it's not just baseball, but there's a lot of young people that don't really, you know, appreciate those that came in front of them. There's a lot of young people I find to be very, very cocky, and it's not everybody, but there's a lot of, you know, younger players... That come in and, and act like they can just say whatever they want to say, I mean do you ever does that ever bother you as a former player who always put his team first ahead of his personal goals uh, the way that some of these young people don't appreciate maybe folks like yourself?
1: Well, I think it's not enough veteran guys on in, on each individual individual team that uh, you know struggled to get through the big leagues like you know not saying it was easy for these guys to get here. But um, you need a couple of veterans just to let these kids know what it takes to stay in the Big League for one and, and how to represent your organization the best way you know how.
0: Well, Harold, I, I can tell you the best way that you can represent the organization is just by being yourself because not only were you spectacular on the field, in the clutch, and, um, you know, just, just fantastic to watch, but you've always been, you know, very aware of of not just your, your sport – but of the fans, and I've really sensed a connection uh, between you and the fans, and and just talking with you now, you're very humble, and a lot of guys would be tooting their own horn. So, I hope you're always like this. But I want to encourage you to, uh, you know, to to make Reinsdorf you know, eat his words. Go more than forty-five seconds when you get your moment in Cooperstown. Okay, Harold. I think. <laughs>
1: I think it'll be a little bit more 45 seconds.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I can still, I you know, there'll be there'll be Sox fans. all. There'll be a lot of Chicagoans there because Lee Smith is going to be going in, too, the late-inning Intimidator. I can hear it now. Harold, Harold, Harold. So have a great time uh, when you go into the Hall of Fame, and we really appreciate you visiting with us on WGN and White Sox Weekly this afternoon. Thank guys. All right. Thank you. That is the great Harold Baines, and he is headed... To Cooperstown. How cool is that? Andy Mazur and I right back with more White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN Radio, your home for White Sox baseball.